Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. A couple of ladies are in studio. It's a dirty, rotten job, but somebody's got to do it. The American Legion Auxiliary Fall Luncheon is coming up on Saturday. It begins at high noon. That's right, high noon. Tickets are $25 to get you a delicious lunch, some guest speakers, door prizes, a variety of gifts that you can bid on. Tickets are on sale right now. You can get them from any Legion Auxiliary member, I would assume. A fundraiser to support the Auxiliary's projects for the youth, community, and veterans of Faribault. That's what this is all about. And uh, let's see if I could turn on the microphones here and find out who we have here. Who's here this morning? Good morning. My name is Kathy Larson. I am the American Legion Auxiliary President this year, and last year I was too, so... It's the second year of this, um, which is, should I say, role. And um, I'm very proud to um, be a member of the American Legion Auxiliary. Our group in Faribault Unit 43 is very active. We do so much for the veterans and the community. And we're here tonight, today to announce the uh, big fall festival that we're having, luncheon. It's our only fundraiser, and we do so much. Um, just to give you an idea of the, some of the um, ways that we contribute using this money, we support Girl State, and we had two Girl Staters come to our meeting last just this month, and they were wonderful. They really had a lot to tell us about their experience. Uh, we give out scholarships to uh, South Central College. We help pay for Legionville for the youth. We um, take a lot of different items to the Fisher House, to the Veterans Home. We contribute to the Brain Science Foundation for those with PTSD and other mental issues. Uh, Child Welfare Foundation is another organization we help. We do auxiliary emergency funds. If somebody who is a veteran needs help with some crisis that has happened. We give to the Legion Family Hospital Association. In the spring, uh, there's an Americanism Youth Contest, Essay Contest. I have a poppy poster drawing and youth coloring entries that is open to all of the school children from, you know, kindergarten up through high school. And we also do special floral gifts for the family members of deceased military and also gifts for Veterans Day, and we just went to the five um, first responders, and if you notice that it was the police station, the fire, uh, the fire department, the sheriff's department, the emergency room, and the ambulance people to thank them for all that they do. They're there at the immediate time, but they aren't around afterwards and don't always get thanks, and we, thanks, and we wanted them to know that. And Karen, who is with me here today, always makes a beautiful card thanking them personally for their um, all that they do for us. So that's kind of the gist, and I'll let Karen talk about one of our guest speakers that we're so excited that's going to be here, and she does have family in Faribault. So we'd like a lot of community people to come out for our luncheon. Well, I'm curious now. Karen, tell us. Uh, Karen Rasmussen. I was a former president, uh, so I'm past president of the American Legion Auxiliary. 
currently serving as secretary, historian, public relations, and some other details. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of the projects that Kathy uh, didn't mention is we've been collecting school supplies for local children, and uh, we've had the help of Christian Women's Connection Luncheon, which is later today, and uh, we really appreciate their contributions to our efforts to help with the education and the children and youth in our community. And our one of our guest speakers is Brigadier General Stephanie Horvath. Her mother is a Faribault resident, Kathy Horvath, and she was one of the ones we took uh, flowers to for Valentine's Day. She was a recent widow. Her husband served in the military, and she happened to mention that she had a daughter that was uh, a one-star general, and we were like, oh, wow. And so she's with the Minnesota National Guard, and she lives in Egan, but she's been mobilized to work at the uh, U.S. Cyber Command in Fort Meade, Maryland, and she has a whole list of duties to go along with that. And she's your guest speaker. She's not our Maybe. necessarily the army is doesn't want her to show that she's endorsing anything like our American Legion Auxiliary. She could not be the keynote speaker, so we had to have another speaker. Oh, okay. Uh so we we've <laughs> invited Virginia Van Sluice to talk about our hometown heroes project. Oh, that's a cool cool the idea. The banners that we give yeah. for the hometown heroes. Yeah, they're and uh a lot of people have recognized the wonderful Faribault Hometown Heroes banner. And we are so happy that we can have Virginia Venslos as our main speaker. And she's going to talk about how this all came about. Uh, the idea was initiated by her during a trip to upstate Michigan after she saw similar banners displayed on light poles that featured pictures and information of those who served in the military. I'm sure you've viewed many banners honoring our veterans and probably know quite a few of them. Um, the uh, She stated in a recent article in the Faribault Daily News that a Faribault Hometown Heroes program is being opened up to any local hero who has provided some form of exceptional service in the county and city of Faribault. It could be a longtime volunteer from our community or teacher. And then she gave some examples. And um, so we're very proud to have that kind of recognition, recognition for uh, people in our town who have been, you know, exceedingly helpful. One person uh, that is up that some people notice is Mae Botke. And she was... Um, She's been in town here for many years, 70-some years, and she's enriched the lives of many Faribault community members. Her passion for teaching, her life of service for many organizations, her love of giving positive comments have touched many people. So um, The woman has a memory like a steel trap. She does. She knows if you tell her your birthday or anniversary. Yeah, she, she knows everybody's knows, birthday. She calls me. All the time it says, oh, happy birthday, Kathy, or, you know, this was such and such. 
Well, she's been here for 78 years. Wow. And, uh, That's she, longer than I've been on the planet. <laughs> and we honored and recognized her. So, in other words, this is another way that the hometown heroes can be recognized. Sure, we're expanding it from not just military, but other people, too. That is true. And I this is take... in cooperation with the Fairville Chamber Commerce Trust and City of the Fairville Parks and Recreation Department. All right, I got to get an opening market reporter. Jerry will have my head, and I kind of like my head. Even though it's bald, I like it. So our KDHL Agri Boosters bring us the opening market report. Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helps protect all things that are dear and dear to you. And Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Head to NorthlandBuildings.com. Soybeans are mixed on Tuesday morning. Corn is lower. Cattle and hogs are higher. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With more than 50 corn lines to choose from, Stein offers elite genetics with a broad range of traits. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are mixed, adjusting spreads, watching harvest activity, and expecting good progress out of some anticipated midweek rainfall. Conab's projecting another record soybean crop for Brazil. The new USDA estimates out Thursday. November beans are up five and three quarters at 1270. January's five and a quarter higher at 1287 and three quarters. December bean meals up $3.40 at 378. December soybean oils down 134 at 5261. Corn's lower, watching harvest activity while getting ready for Thursday's USDA supply, demand, and production numbers. Conab sees a smaller corn crop for Brazil, possibly helping U.S. exports down the road. December's four lower at 484 and a quarter, and March corn's down four at 499 and three quarters. And wheat's lower with winter wheat planting conditions generally favorable in most of the Midwest and Plains. Weather conditions and uh, weather concerns, rather, in Argentina, Australia, and Brazil are on the back burner. December Chicago's down 13 and a quarter at 559 and a half. Ahead of these delayed weekly crop numbers, December cotton's down 84 at 86.12, and November rice is 13 lower at 1569 and a half. Live and feeder cattle are higher, uh, supported by yesterday's higher close in box beef, getting ready for this week's widespread direct business. December lives up 22 at 185.57. February's 27 higher at 189.90. November feeders are up $1.35 at 251. January feeders are 97 higher at 252.82. And with yesterday's higher close in pork, December hogs are up 42 cents at 72.90. February leans 27 higher at 76.92. Over in the broader market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up. Crude oil is down. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Our other KDHL agri-boosters include 321Fence. Go to 321FenceINC.com and start the countdown to your next fence project. Finding a high-quality fencing company can be as simple as 321. Contact Micah soon. And let's see here. T&W Towing is your hazmat spill restoration experts. Those folks brought you our opening market report. There. Now I still will have my head. <laughs> and we interrupted you, um, Ms. Rasmussen, so I apologize for that. Did you get finished with the guest speakers yet? Oh, not entirely. I okay. mean, we... We do have more we can say about Stephanie. Yeah, I, I got a little bio here on her. She's a brigadier general. Yes. Um, so she's um, assumed the duties as mobilization assistant to the director of operations, J3 
U.S. Cyber Command in Fort Meade since in Maryland since October 1st of 2020. Uh, so she provides direct support to cyberspace operations in planning, command, and control, and the development of forces for the U.S. Cyber Command missions operate and defend the Department of Defense Information Network combat combatant command support and defend the nation. She advises the Director of Operations in Cybersecurity and Doctrine as well as the development of evolutionary tactics, techniques, and procedures. And she's written books and presented about cybersecurity. And uh, she's originally from Minot, North Dakota. Uh, General Horvath enlisted in the North Dakota Army National Guard, attended basic training in 1989. While attending college, she completed the North Dakota State OCS program, or Officer Candidate School program, and commissioned a second lieutenant in 1991. She has served the Army National Guard for more than 30 years, both as in a full-time capacity and as a traditional soldier. She was commissioned and served as an adjutant general logistics officer until 2000 when she branched transferred to the Signal Corps. She's held several key signal officer assignments, including S6 for the second or the two 135th Infantry Battalion, S6 for the 34th Battalion Aviation Brigade, and G6 for the 34th Infantry Division. She has commanded at the company, battalion, and brigade levels and completed deployments to Kosovo in 2003 to 2004 in Iraq in 2009 2010. And she's won some significant awards, um, including the Bronze Star Medal and the Meritorious Service Medal with three bronze oak leaf clusters. Uh, she's served, she's earned her Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and Criminal Justice from North Dakota State University, a Master's of Science in Cybersecurity from the EC Council University, and Master of Science in Strategic Studies from the United States Army War College. She holds multiple professional certifications in information security. For the past eight years, she has presented and published articles on information security programs and cyber security strategy. Her civilian occupation, she serves as the chief information security officer for the city of St. Paul. She lives in Egan, Minnesota with her family and family pets included a bearded dragon. Wow. Quite a resume. Hope she doesn't bring the bearded dragon to you. I don't believe she will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, as we were saying, Gordy, that we're very proud that someone in our community has a daughter who has fulfilled so many different um, certificates and degrees and offices, and we want to honor her. And that's one of the reasons that we would love to have more community people come to our to our wonderful, delicious fall luncheon. It's this Saturday, October 14th, starts at noon. We also have quite a variety of donated uh, items and um, 
different signs, lots of things that you can, you know, maybe be in a drawing for. And remember, this all goes for the good of the veterans and their families. And And our community. And our community. And our youth projects. We do lots for the youth. Um, Karen had mentioned about the school supplies, and we've given, uh, last year we gave, um, oh, what, 600 items or more to Lincoln Elementary. Awesome. And uh, that was so well, you know, received. They were just so appreciative, appreciative of our help because even though, you know, people give things, this was an amount that was, that could be used by a lot of children. So uh, we just are so glad we can help and we want others in the community to understand that and Tickets can be purchased, like you mentioned, from any of us, the American Legion Auxiliary members, or go down to the Legion and buy your tickets there. So, you know, that's where we want people to understand to come for that. And uh, we have beautiful centerpieces ready, and we really want to have a... A wonderful time with everyone. Again, that's noon on Saturday. This yes, Saturday this at noon. Saturday. I see you have a new roof. Yes, yes. That was at being least a partial roof so far. Put, yeah, <laughs> put up in between all the other functions we've had. And so, you know how it is. If you have a building, you have to keep it up. So Absolutely. <laughs> and you should, right? Yes. And we do have a, a full uh, calendar of food choices and i gave you a you know listing of what's happening see at this evening you could have roast beef commercial or swedish meatball dinner from five to seven that's right sounds delicious that's just starting today yep it's starting tomorrow evening at six it's casey bingo on the on thursday a burger philly cheesesteak or chicken strip basket are your choices five thirty to seven stomach's starting to grow (laughs) Omelet breakfast is on the 15th. That's Sunday, right? Correct. No, that one's well, been canceled. Oh, we it have one on For Legionville, it's been postponed. Oh, that's a bummer. I, yeah. Because we ha- they had a um, omelet breakfast for the Deaf School International Studies Club on this past Sunday. And AEUW is having our omelet breakfast on the 29th. And the... Legion, Sons of the Legion, uh, prepare those omelets and didn't want to wear them out, having three omelet breakfasts in one month. Oh, okay. So that has been postponed. Still going to happen, but has been postponed. Well, hopefully you still have your wing night on the 16th from 530 to 7. And then on the 17th, there's turkey commercial or Swedish meatball dinner from 5 to 7. You guys are making me hungry here. There's a Rice County Historical Society event, it says, on the 19th. The 20th Friday Supper, baby back ribs, shrimp, rib and shrimp combo, fried or baked cod or chicken strips. (laughs) You hear my stomach? Choice of potatoes, salad bar, bread, garlic bread. Oh, my gosh. Why do I have to do a ball game that night? Anyway, wing night on the 23rd, roast beef commercial or Swedish meatball dinner on the 24th. You got some great food down there at the Legion. Yes, and it's open to the community. It's not just restricted to Legion members. 
So uh, we invite the whole community to come out for those. And that's one of the things that we really want people to understand that we it's open to the community. It's one of the best uh, specials that you'll find in the town for food and contributing to our community because we yeah. give back. Now, the 30th is a membership dinner. Yes. That, that is just for us. That would be yeah. members only. Yeah. That's members. And yeah. if they bring a guest, then there's an upcharge. Stuffed pork chop. <laughs> potatoes and gravy. <laughs> carrots. We're making Gordy hungry. My favorite <laughs> vegetable, carrots. You're not far from the Legion, Gordy. You know, you yeah. can always go over. Well, I'm not a member. And, uh, and yeah. dinner. Yeah, right. you can. I'm a son of the American Legion. I know you are. That's but, uh, but I'm not. Aren't you the chaplain? I was the chaplain, but that was two years ago. Now I'm the president for the second year. Oh, okay. I thought you gave a prayer at the... Uh... Yes, I still do that, though. Okay. That's my side job. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been the chaplain, Karen? Yes. That would be my favorite occupation, I think. Traditionally, uh, we've had our past presidents the year following their being... That when their immediate past president serve as a chaplain for okay. our unit, All right. but we've had some some things that we had to yeah. punt. <laughs> because and after kinda, you've been the president, you need lots of prayer. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of in an advisory mode, and uh, <laughs> both spiritually and and for the auxiliary activities. Right. Karen, you should mention, too, about the past president's parley because we give a scholarship. Yes, we have an active group of past president parley, which is our past presidents of the American Legion Auxiliary. And we happen to have a scholarship that is due this Thursday at midnight. And you can find information. It's a totally online application. If you go to our website, which is MN Legion Post. 43.org there is a tab on that opening page that will say post and unit scholarships post and unit 43 scholarships you open that tab and you scroll all the way to the very 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 bottom and it says unit 43 past presidents parley scholarship and there's a link you can click on and it'll take you directly to the google doc to fill out there's also a requirement to turn in your transcript, your fee statement, and a verification of that you plan to take classes next term. You know how many members you have currently in the auxiliary? Around 160 plus. Mm-hmm. And at your peak you were at? Oh, gosh. Probably 400 or right. 500. I, I'm kind of new to the auxiliary and in being active in the auxiliary just for the last eight years or so. Sure. Although I've been a member paying dues since 1996 in Montana and then had to transfer here. Montana? Yeah. (laughs) We've only lived in Minnesota 20 years. I'll be darned. She's from a military family, too, which uh, helps to all of us to understand various things in the Uh, workings of the military. Yeah, when it says... uh, Stephanie went to the Army War College. My son-in-law just graduated from there. And, oh, cool. In uh, 2022. And uh, so he's serving as a colonel in the United States 
Army and uh, Information Corps. My son's in the Naval Reserve, and he also is assigned to U.S. Cyber Command in Fort Meade, Maryland. But he's only an E6, so uh, <laughs> they haven't crossed paths yet. And <laughs> my husband served over 20 years. Both started out in the Marine Corps, active duty, and was there for the um, refugees from Vietnam coming to the tent camps in Camp Pendleton in 1975 and uh, served as a security and safety officer for one of the tent camps of 2000 out of the 10 camps that were at Camp Pendleton. And then after his time in the Marine Corps was up, he joined the Army National Guard and was in the reserves, Army Reserves for a period of time. Uh, living in Montana, the drilling locations got to be so far that uh, he had to be inactive for a number of years. And then we moved to uh, Minnesota, and it's a lot easier to get to uh, wherever you have to drill for being in the reserves or National Guard than it is in Montana when things are 425 miles apart. (laughs) So he did finish his 20 years and my son-in-law and my son have both served over 20 years. And my daughter was in for four years, serving in Iraq for 372 days, about the same time that Stephanie was... Oh no, she she was there later than the, she was, but uh, she was in Ramadi when Fallujah was having all the activity. Wow! And my background for military, of course, uh, goes way back because my dad was in the Army Air Force stationed in the Aleutian Islands, and he said, "Kathy, we fought against two enemies: the Japanese, of course, and the weather." He was over forty men. He was mechanic over forty mechanics. The airplanes, the P-38s came in, which they worked on in the ice and cold, no hangars, no buildings, and uh, he lost some of his hearing, of course, because of that. Anyway, my mom and convinced a younger sister, she's from seven daughters and a one son, so they felt it was their patriotic duty to send someone, since they just had girls, so she and her younger sister were the first two women to sign up for the Women's Air Corps, they call them WACs. Yeah. In North Dakota, and so she went down to to Georgia to train, and was transferred. And my dad was four years up in Alaska, and went, moved on the Aleutian Islands as we overtook them. Then he got transferred down to Ephrata, Washington. There used to be a big uh, Air Force base there. My mom and dad met because somebody said, "Oh, you're from North Dakota," and and. Barney's from Minnesota, so you must know each other. Of course, you know, the distance apart. Well, they met, and six months later, they got married. They were both, you know, 28 from very poor, large families. They had both had to stop going to school, and they're 13. They help at home. My dad took over the farm for his dad and then begged his mom to go back to school at 16 to finish high school. My mom did the same to her dad. She was the daddy's favorite. So anyway, they had similar things. My dad always says it's an international wedding because the priest that married him was French. The man that walked my mom down the aisle was um, Jewish, Moses. Uh, Her bridesmaid was Russian. There were Germans and another Frenchman. And their relationships and friends lasted for as long as they lived. They were very close to all the people that they met. 
And then my husband, Dave, who has been gone now for seven and a half years, was in the Air Force and he was stationed up in Anchorage, Alaska. But he had a different role. He was a dental hygienist trained by the service. But when he got out, that's when I met him. And his picture is on 60 and uh, Central and it shows his hometown hero picture when he was in his uniform and he had hair that was combed back, you know, Mr. Good-looking, handsome. And uh, so when he got back, he had to go back to school for three years at Normandale College to get a degree in dental hygiene, even though he knew what to do. (laughs) So that is our story. So I'm very proud to help with military. And you should be. Again, that's this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, the October American Legion Auxiliary Fall Luncheon, a great fundraiser for a terrific cause. Tickets, $25 each. Get out there and...